Welcome to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco, your personal financial quarterback. Whether you've had years of success in your business or are just starting out, DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office can help you create a vision for your business, life, and family and guide you toward the fulfillment of that goal. As they say, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your virtual family office. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm great, Eric. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I just, I don't know, as I get older, I just realize that the calendar seems to fly by much faster than it used to. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? I mean, we're just coming out of Labor Day. I just I shot a video for uh, social media on Labor Day is kind of the traditional end of summer. And mm-hmm. now we're going to start moving into uh, the fall seasons. And, and heck, the holidays are going to be right there before we know it. Yeah, it was crazy because Sunday, the day before Labor Day, I think it was a high of 94. And oh. then Labor Day happened. And then the next day, the high was 51. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's, uh, we, we've been pretty consistent here. So, oh, well, good for you. Not us. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was warm enough, which warm enough to have my wife. She doesn't like the heat. So, uh, mm. it was warm enough to uh, kind of start bothering her. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. No, it was a it, the nice thing is that it brought rain with it too. So, we've had like three straight days of rain, which I love rain and we needed it badly. All the everything was getting pretty brown. So, oh, yeah. That's oh, a good yeah. thing for that. But uh, we didn't exactly. come here to talk about the weather. We no, came we to talk about something much more fun. Well, we actually did t- come to talk a little bit about the fall because, True. you know, as we're as we're entering the fourth quarter, I basically have um, in my service schedule, I, I, I basically try to break up uh, reviews into three kind of more mini meetings because business owners are busy and they don't mm-hmm. have time to sit there for an hour and a half, two hours and try to go through everything and we're rushing. So... We're usually looking a surge in, in March, in June, and then in October. So we're entering into the fourth quarter now. And during this surge period, what I like to do is I like to review beneficiaries on any accounts that would have a beneficiary, qualified accounts, life insurance, uh, any type of insurance products, uh, transfer on death, anything like that. We like to just kind of look at their roadmap and see, okay, do, is there anything that we need to do before the end of the year? But I think the most important part of it is looking at uh, income and tax projections for that year. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as all of us know, with as a business owner, taxes can be one of our largest expenditures outside of maybe payroll in some cases. Yeah. Now, the problem is that most business owners that I talk that I talk to, they don't always review these projections. I mean, the thing that made them successful was that they're grinders and they just they they're and they're workers. They work Mm -hmm. in their business. But many times they don't take enough time to kind of look up and step back and say, okay, where do we stand now? And then what do we maybe need to do in the next few months to help to mitigate some of this tax liability? And many times, and we were just talking about this off air, was, and the problem is, is that they may call me between Christmas and New Year and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a huge tax liability. What can I do? And I've, we have no time to be able to implement any kind of plans. So we want to use the fourth quarter to kind of review you know, review where they stand and develop strategies for the current year in conjunction with their CPA. And, and hopefully it's a competent CPA. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's that's the best thing is that that's why people hire you. I mean, I'll, I'll just oh. be straight out honest. 
is that if, if you're a business owner, you don't want to have to try to think about all these different things uh, because you do want to concentrate on the growth of your business, your employees, your all the other things that made you successful in the first place. Right. You, you get bogged down. I mean, as a business owner myself, and, and you know this just as well as I do, it is there are so many moving parts. And so if I can offload some of that responsibility so that somebody can bring it to my attention and say, hey, it's about time for our meeting because we need to, oh, absolutely, yep, let's let's do this. Uh, because, again, I would not think of it until that the, the, the 24th hour, as they say. It's two days before New Year's. Matt, Matt, help! That's, <laughs> you, know? you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what happens. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think it's important that there's kind of two areas that we want to look. I mean, I'm going to talk today about the current year strategies that people can implement. I think the other thing that you may want to look at is moving forward. What are some things? And there's a lot of great ideas as far as with business structures, how, how you're filing as an entity, what type of entity you are. Uh, that you have, um, looking at additional deductions that you can take for the for the next year. Those are strategies that we can address too. But really, I just want to kind of address current year strategies. When somebody's coming in, we look at the projection saying, oh, I'm going to have this tax liability. Is there anything I can do to mitigate this? That's what we want to really discuss today. All right. Where do we begin? Well, I think the first, like, uh, the first thing we want to look at is all right, so the client has a, a situation where, okay, I'm going to have a large tax bill, or it looks like that we're going to have that. What can I do? Really, the first step, at least in my process, is I want to look at if they have a qualified plan. So that when I talk about a qualified plan, I'm talking about whether it's a 401k profit sharing, a simple IRA, a SEP IRA, anything like that. So if they don't have one, we want to look to uh, get one in place. If they have one, so for example, let's say they have a simple, which may limit some of the uh, their ability to defer taxes and want to move into, uh, let's say, like a 401k profit sharing that gives them a lot more flexibility. Mm -hmm. We need to move quickly on that. That's why we need to be talking about this September, October, because we need time to be able to get the plan into place. And again, if they already have, let's say they already have a simple IRA in place. So for example, if they have a simple and they want to move to a 401k profit sharing, which will give them a lot more flexibility and they have a simple that's already in place, we need, we need 60 days to be able to get that implemented. They have to give 60 days notice. So we need to act on that quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So First step, so we have a qualified plan, putting one in place, or they have one. The first thing we want to look at is, are they maximizing their contributions to the plan? So in a 401k, they can do up to 19,500. If they're over 50, if they're over 50, they can uh, do another 5,500. On a simple IRA, they can do 13,500. And then if they're over 50, they got a, a $3,000 catch up. Okay. So that's really the first step. So, you know, and, and in many cases, depending, again, if the business owner is structured as, let's say, as, a, as, a, as an S-corp and they're getting a paycheck, we may want to look at just making some adjustments or maybe do some bonusing to give them the ability to put the maximum in. Because a lot of business owners, if, if they are taking a salary, they're taking a lower salary anyway and maybe taking distributions from the business to be able to uh, offset other you know income needs that they may have. Mm-hmm. But again, we you need to run the 401k pro, uh, uh, contributions through the payroll. So I've done this with, uh, with clients before where we'll look at the end of the year, what have they done in deferrals? Here's what we need to do 
before the end of the year because it's that's your, your their contributions are based off a calendar year and then say let's let's reverse engineer it so let's say they need to get an additional ten thousand dollars in we may look at giving them a bonus of the ten thousand plus what they might owe in in state tax and FICA in Medicare the, those deductions and then bonus them take out those taxes and then defer that hundred percent into the plan mm, okay to get them to that maximum yeah okay so that's really the first step so now the second step that we'll look at is again hopefully we have a profit sharing element in place I like to put profit sharings into any plans because again even if if a if a business does not have the cash flow to be able to fund it eventually we're hoping that they're going to grow to a point where we want to have the flexibility of being able to use profit sharing mm -hmm. so they basically you know on a 401k for example they have their contributions then their company is also making a match which is a deduction to the to the company all right and then if we have additional amounts and what we'll do a lot of times this is what i do with my clients is sit down and we'll say okay where do we stand how much do we want to allocate to profit sharing and there's a lot of different ways to structure this these plans to help the business owner to maximize what they can put in and without getting into a lot of details you've got new comparability plans you've got uh, integrated uh, plans they integrate with social security so there's a number of different customized solutions and that's typically if i'm implementing a plan for a client that's the first thing that we do we find out what their goals are what do they want to accomplish and then look at a census and say what's going to be the best plan to help you to maximize what you can put into the plan gotcha but with the profit sharing so a business owner between their contributions the employer contributions that they're making and profit sharing they can defer up to fifty-seven thousand mm. dollars. and again if you've got a husband and wife they might be two they would be two considered owners or highly comped employees highly compensated employees they could maybe possibly both do the fifty-seven thousand. Oh, but again oh. it's going to depend on the demographic and the census that the company has mm -hmm. So that's a great way to get a bunch of money. And again, this is all going to depend on cash flow. But, you know, that's a great way to be able to get a bunch of money deferred in taxes. And especially with the company's contributions, we're reducing the company's tax liability too. Got it. All right. Okay. So let's say, for example, we've got a company, great cash flow. We've maximized all these qualified plan contributions. What else can we do? Well, we have a couple other options. In, in a lot of cases, we may look at what's called a cash balance plan. And a cash balance plan is basically like a defined benefit, pro, a defined benefit plan, which is a, basically a pension plan. So again, it gives us the ability to funnel more money in, through this qualified plan to allow them to defer the taxes. We could look at certain types of non-qualified deferred compensation plans. Now, again, some of those are not deductible, some are. There's one strategy that I'm using, and, and I will have um, Kate on as a guest uh, here in the near future, but one of my partners has designed uh, through some attorneys a program, it's called a Restricted Property Trust. And without getting into a ton of detail on it, what it is, it's basically a trust that the company can put money into this plan I'll, I'll give an example so let's say we're using hundred thousand dollars now they need to commit for a certain time period to be able to put this kind of money into it usually anywhere between seven and twelve years but 
let's say they can do $100,000 a year. Out of that $100,000, 70% of that is a deduction to the company. 30% of it goes into almost like a bucket that would work similar to Roth. So eventually they, they build this up. So let's say in 10 years, they put $100,000 in, they've got a million dollars. At the end of the 10 years, uh, they need to pay the tax on the 70% that they deducted. So, but mm -hmm. what they've done is the chassis on this is a life insurance policy. They will then take the tax that's owed on that million dollars. So let's say it's $300,000, take it out of the cash value of the insurance policy pay the tax, and then this thing then grows. So if at some point they want to step away or they're looking for an additional income stream, they now have uh, a couple million dollars that they can access tax-free. Wow, that that's a game changer. It, it's it's a big game changer. It's it's huge. So that that's, again, we're kind of looking step by step and every company is going to be different, whether that fits into their plan. But that's another, uh, uh, another option that we have. Mm. The other thing is on their healthcare program, if they have a, a health savings accounts that are available, maximizing those. In a lot of cases, if we can if we can get a plan that has a health savings account, I like my business owners to always maximize what they're putting into that, even if they don't use it, because we can almost use that as like their healthcare fund should they get into, once they get to Medicare, because they're gonna have to pay for a Medicare supplement mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always out-of-pocket costs. So now they have a fund that's kind of separately designated for healthcare. And again, that's all that's that's pre-tax money too. So another way we can reduce tax liability. The final one that I was going to talk about is equipment equipment purchases for depreciation, which is is a great strategy. One of the problems that I run into is that um, especially my clients who are in construction, excavation, a lot of times, well, probably the easiest thing is for me to tell a story. I have a client yeah. who's got an excava uh, excavating company. Th their basic strategy at the end of the year, because they would dig and dig and dig and dig all year, at the end of the year, they'd be loaded with cash. The problem was in the winter months, you can't dig because when mm -hmm. the ground's frozen, that causes all kind of all kind of problems. So they spend January, February, March bidding on jobs. Now, so they're loaded with this cash at the end of the year. Their CPA would go to them and say, well, we need to get rid of this cash. So they're like, well, what do we do? He said, well, buy some equipment and we can start taking the depreciation on it. But they didn't need the equipment. So, but they would buy it to get the depreciation to reduce their tax liability. The problem was now when they're bidding on jobs, January, February, March, they need to uh, get bidder bonds and their bidder bonds companies would say, okay, well, we need to look at your balance sheet. And they would say, well, you don't have any cash. And they're like, yeah, but got this shiny new dump truck over here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, they didn't care. So what we ended up doing with them is we kind of took, we, we basically implemented a qualified plan, 401k profit sharing with, that was structured in a way that we could maximize what the owners were putting in. We started, we looked at restructuring their buy-sell agreement to allow them to put money into their, the, buy, the insurance policy in the, uh, the buy-sell agreement that had cash value. So if they needed it, they could pull it out. And then they would look at, uh, at is there any equipment that they need instead of buying equipment that they didn't really need? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So 
that's, I think, the danger with equipment purchases for depreciation is sometimes you may be buying equipment that you really don't need, but you're buying it. So, well, we can start depreciating this. I don't know if that's always the most prudent strategy when you have other strategies that can be much more effective and allow you to actually have money in your pocket instead of just taking depreciation. Mm-hmm. Matt, as much as I can say, yes, it, it, it does make sense. Uh, however, <laughs> there's so many things that you talked about. It's It sounds extremely complicated, which I, I mean, it, it is. It's business and it's taxes and it's planning and, and it is complicated, but Wow. I mean, this was like drinking from a fire hose. It can, on the surface, seem very complicated. And everybody's situation is completely different. So that's why, uh, again, I'm kind of giving a very broad picture. There's a lot of different avenues that are out there for business owners to be able to tap into. But again, it's going to depend on what their goals are and especially what their cash flow is. So that's why I think it's really important that you schedule a time that every business owner schedule a time during the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. to go through last year's tax return and look at the current year's projections and see if there's any ways that you can reduce your current year tax liability and plan for next year's. Now, the caveat is don't do this yourself. You need to be sitting down Mm -hmm. with a qualified CPA. And I would also recommend a financial professional that understands these strategies and also understands your current situation. Mm -hmm. So one thing I'm going to recommend, if anybody, if any of this resonates or is there something there that says, hmm, I want to investigate this a little further, feel free to go to my website, dfranvfo.com. There's always links in the show notes to it. You can schedule a uh, 20 minute consultation. Be more than happy to kind of look at your situation, see if there's any way that I might be able to help you. And even if I can't, the one thing I always promise is I will provide value to you. I will get you pointed in the right direction. Yeah, that, that's perfect. I mean, again, like you said, everybody's situation is different. And I think a lot of business owners out there kind of are, are concerned about having to pull back the curtain, right? Right. Because they haven't looked back there themselves in a long time. Oh boy. You know, there's, this is just kind of a mess right now. And I don't want to, I don't want to bring my mess and drop it in somebody's lap, but hello, this is exactly what you do, right? This is exactly what your, your clients value you for is being able to say, okay, here, man, I apologize here. I'm going to pull back the curtain. You're going to see some pretty ugly stuff and lots of cobwebs. And you get in there and just start unpacking boxes. You know, hey, let's let's take a look and see what we got here, 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 th- these different sections. Okay, well, this can work really well with this. And and then those suggestions that you're making, because of the fact that you are a virtual family office, you have the connections in place already if they don't have their own, right? So maybe right. they have their own CPA. And you're, I know that you've worked with clients, CPAs before, but if they yeah. don't have a good CPA that's competent, you do. And, and you, you have those connections. So... I think it's fantastic. And yes, I encourage everybody to, to to reach out at least just to have that 20 minute consultation to be able to ask those questions and see maybe there's just one thing. If there's just one thing that you can improve on for them, that can make a world of difference in that business. Oh, exactly. And I it, one thing I want to say about all that is I think many times as business owners, we think we're not doing as well as all of our other peers. 
Mm-hmm. And especially like kind of my core market is in the automotive industries, collision shops, auto repair, tire stores. And most of these guys are really excellent technicians and they've got a lot of qualified technical expertise. But from a business end and a management end, they're not always the best. And so what they're doing is they're kind of looking and saying, well, this guy's driving a bigger truck than me. He's doing better than me. And so we tend to have a a tendency as business owners to kind of put ourselves down, that we're Mm -hmm. not doing as well. And I think when you can sit down with that professional, with a qualified professional that can look at everything, they can kind of put it in perspective. And a lot of times, you know, it's amazing to me. I mean, I had clients when I came to them, especially a lot of these auto repair guys, because they have good cash flow, but they'd be sitting on $400,000, in cash and be paying the maximum that they are paying in taxes. And just with some simple strategies, putting a qualified plan in place, maybe looking at just restructuring how their business is filing their taxes, we've been able to reduce their tax liability tremendously. So don't compare yourself to the guy up the street because you don't know what his situation is. Mm -hmm. And he could have a tremendous amount of revolving debt that you don't. (laughs) Amen. Amen. That big truck may be costing him more than you think. So that's exactly right. All right, man. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Fantastic podcast today. Timely, of course. And I hope anybody that's listening to this act now, go ahead and reach out. Can you give your contact information one more time? Sure. Go to my website, defranvfo.com. And at the top, again, you can, uh, there's at the top right hand part of the screen, you'll see schedule an introductory conversation. Just click on that. You'll get, you can get right onto my calendar. Be more than happy to chat with anybody. All right. Fantastic, my man. Good stuff today. Oh, thank you. It was great talking with you, Eric. Same to you. And to the listening audience, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Matt comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Your Business, Your Life podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment, legal, or tax advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or another qualified professional with any questions you may have regarding your business or personal planning. DeFrancesco Financial Concierge, LLC, doing business as DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office, is a registered investment advisor. Registration with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. 